the Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is back at the Wedge in Sale on February 19th, 2022. Relive the 80s with two huge party sets of some of the biggest hits from Wham, Van Halen, Billy Idol and more. It's, it's on, on like, like Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong, but wake up and get your tickets before they go-go. Doors open 7.30 at the Wedge, 100 Foster Street Sale. Phone 5143-3200 for tickets or visit rewind80smixtape.com.au. Party hard and get yourself... started together. Hey. Ah, that's what she said. <laughs> How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm that's just good. feeling, we were just talking about it before, I'm just feeling like I've got like an old-fashioned cold, you know, but no one gets the cold anymore. It's COVID, so we're all fucking <laughs> doing rat tests and all kinds of things yeah. uh, tonight, but I Have, think it's and COVID. And you've got some rat tests? Yeah, got a couple right. of no. There were no rats. No I knew rats. There weren't. Oh, no, maybe you should no. buy a cat. Yes, absolutely. Well, the dog's wow. not going to catch him. Dog well, had uh, dog went in for surgery today. Oh my She's god! Got one why? Of, one of those big cones on her head. She oh. had a little tumor on her eyelid, and it was oh, scratching yeah, that's her right. eye. Yep. And um, they they got it off, but fucking you know, two grand later. Wow, that's a steep one, isn't it? I know. See, we've got so that, pet insurance. That, that was my deposit on a new pair of tits. Yeah, right, in Thailand. Yeah. Fantastic. I, Fuck all I'll that. You're going to have to wait till next year. No, never mind. I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. And you're listening to the 80s Montage. Now... After much critical and and public acclaim, yes. we're going to do Sticking Your Dick in the Till Part 2. It's very obvious everyone that listens to this show loves dick. <laughs> it is. They've it downloaded is. dick all this. week. <laughs> We've There's gone up 57%. Fucking... <laughs> is that right? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I think people were maybe expecting it to be like an anecdote of me actually getting my dick caught in a till or something, and I never actually got it caught. I got it straight out, so right, you know, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. Do people use tills anymore? Like it'd be some – I mean, look, to be honest with you, at the moment we have our top five countries and we are Australia's first, obviously, United States, Greece has come in third, India fourth and the United Kingdom fifth. So it's changed around a bit. Greece are loving Mate. the 80s montage, you know. Oh, and I love them right back. I Absolutely. would be there right now if I could, I tell you what. <laughs> So we're going to do part two of sticking your dick in the till but more actors, yeah? Yeah, we're going to look at actors because Mm. there's so much there. Oh, yeah. Just to recap what we mean by sticking your dick in the till is where Mm. you basically have a root or a fling or a relationship with somebody in your work environment and – um, it's not particularly a good idea because, like, if you lose one, you could lose both, you know. So it's not That's the right. smartest thing. Uh, but Financially, look, uh, artists, it could go very wrong. <laughs> absolutely. Mm. Artists tend to do it um, time and time again, you know. And Would it be a lot harder? Notorious. Would it be a lot harder nowadays with all the fucking hashtag oh. me too? No, I just think people are people. It's You know, when you're an artist, you sort of – you're very creative. Your your emotions are very close to the surface, and and you know you you're kind of living in often in like fantasy land, and inside that same fantasy land are other people, like other musos, other actors, and so forth. And it yeah. feels like you're in, you know, while you're doing a project, feels like you're like in this dream world with these people, and it's like magic. It's very intoxicating. So, I, look, it's happened to me to time and time again. It, mm. it um, um, yeah, it's not the smartest idea, but look, you can't help it. But actors are notorious for it. Well, where else are you going to meet people, though? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this it's, is another I thing. mean, look, if you're banging Harvey Weinstein, you're fucking having a nightmare, right? Because yeah. he's not something you want to bang. But like some of these people we talk about today, are good looking people and would be very enticed by each other. Yeah. And no harm was done, you know? No, Is it that's just right. Trendy? And yeah. Uh, look, and, and, I, and I think, especially sort of when they're getting a bit of fame behind them, they understand each other. They understand the craziness of each other's life. Uh, and they know, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of, they're, they're just looking for people to be real. They, 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 they can't stand all that sort of like star fucking energy, you know what I mean? So yeah, to yeah, meet yeah. sort of your average person is, is a little bit too, too much for them. Remember Julia Roberts, um, she married that guy who was like a lighting, he was like a lighting tech or something on a film. And it was like, you know, the Queen of Hollywood was marrying basically like a tradie, you know? That never ever happens. So so um yeah, often it's other yeah. other artists, people that are creative, people that understand the lifestyle and they can sort of be forgiving of each other's quirks and so forth. That's right. And uh yeah. we did play straight up by Paula Abdul. One of yes. my favorite tracks. Love it. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm I, a huge I, um, fan of Paula. Yeah, I know you love Paula, and we've got a we've got another huge one of yours coming, I believe, next week, don't we? Yeah, look, and this is another reason why we put straight up, straight up, <laughs> because we are going to sort of do a review on the Janet Jackson doco. Yeah, yeah. And she speaks a lot about Janet because she obviously choreographed this track, yep. or not this track, sorry. 
What have you done? What have you done for me lately? That was her. <laughs> so she knows Janet better than anyone, you know. That's so right. So we're going to be reviewing that when we watch it over the weekend. Yeah, and no doubt Paula will pop up in that as well, oh, yeah, hopefully. Absolutely. Because, you know, it was Paula that taught Janet the moves, definitely, especially in that early part of her career. But um, – the reason why we played Paula at the beginning, Paula was actually a choreographer on Coming to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember the the big sort of there's a big uh, big sort of dance scene in the very beginning in the King's Court and everything. You know, um, Paula choreographed that, so it was like quite an early scene in the film and possibly quite early in the in the film shoot as well. Arsenio Hall met Paula and they fell in love. They were together for a couple of years. Oh, wow. And and it was a really sweet relationship apparently. It's, you know, she her um, her star re- really exploded after that. Oh, they, were, they were together, f- together for two years. But um, she often talks about her time, her years with Arsenio as being some of the happiest in her life that she can remember. So I think that's beautiful. It's lovely when they sort of, you know, break up on good terms, I reckon. Well, he's in straight up the video and I always wondered as a kid, what the fuck is Arsenio Hall doing in this video? I couldn't work it out. And then it wasn't until later on when he had his own show and they would joke about Paula being the girlfriend that I kind of worked it out. Yeah. But that video is a fantastic video and just seeing him pop up, it was like, oh, I wonder how those two met. So very interesting. Straight up, all right. <laughs> Straight up the fucking, like, fucking like canyon. <laughs> like a rat up a drain pipe. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. She would have been a real feisty little one as well. Oh, God, yeah. You know, yeah. she would have been hard to catch, hard to bed. Yeah. Would have been the thrill of the chase with Paula. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Hey, Ooh. I just wanted to mention as well, before we get too much further um, into the episode, just in the past week in the past sort of 10 days or so seems like forever since we spoke last but um yeah the amazing french designer theory muller passed away after an incredible life he he um you know started in the 70s became a legend throughout the 80s and became an icon in the 90s everyone if you don't know theory muller check out too Funky by George Michael, the, the video clip. George and Theory directed that and it's all of Theory's fashion that the girls are wearing on the catwalk. Really Which is sort awesome. of really colourful, really beautiful, sort of sexy and a little bit sort of SM looking. Like he used to Absolutely. use a lot of PVC and lots of leather and really yeah, and the sexy bicycle, gear. The bicycle fucking mirrors and shit. Yeah. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, like iconic dresses that everybody a, remembers. Oh, yeah, and everyone tried to rip off that video after that with the PVC pants and the see-through chiffon tights and, yeah. you know, everything just – everything became PC, PC pants or whatever they are. Yeah. When that video came out, I remember buying a pair going, fuck, everyone's into them, you know. I remember seeing them in, in the shops and just thinking, what the fuck, like seeing the little, little plastic pants that girls could buy. I didn't buy There was any. someone else that died this week in fashion as well that had to do with Duran Duran mm. and blah, oh. blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm right. just trying to think. We'll, 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 look at, we'll look it up now and then we'll mention it during the show. But there was a yeah. couple of people that, that uh, lost their lives this week, which is unfortunate. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, um, it could have it could have even been theory. Theory worked with um, David Bowie in the seventies and eighties. Uh, there's like a really iconic, beautiful photo of David Bowie in this like lime green structured suit, like a really sort of iconic photo of David. He used to work with uh, Grace Jones, um, much later with uh, Beyonce. She like she, he, he designed her entire look for a, a certain tour. And Lady Gaga as well in like the Oh, yeah, same guy. Manfred yeah. Theory, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. so his yeah, real name was... that's why I'm was, getting confused, yeah. Oh, okay. So his real name was um, Manfred, like he... he when he left sort of fat, like Theory Mueller was his brand and Theory was his yeah. middle name. So yeah, it was sort right. of like yeah. a, an outer that he gave himself by using his middle name so that if he ever retired, he could sort of drift back to anonymity. And he, he did. He sort of left the fashion world and got into bodybuilding and stuff. He he just, he had an incredible life and he, he had um, – he was a beautiful looking man. He was originally a, a dancer and got into sort of fashion after that. Uh, mm. was a dancer in the 70s. Look at him when he was young. Absolutely stunning. If yeah. you look at him sort of later in life, you think, fuck, is this the same person? He actually had a, um, a really bad car accident in a Jeep and smashed his face, completely oh smashed his nose. And mm. so like he went from having this like stunning face to like, oh, my God, it looks like, you know, it looks like he's had his whole face reconstructed and that's exactly what happened. Right, but, um, yeah. uh, Look, he kind of – he had he had an amazing sense of humour as well. It's like sort of nothing – Nothing, he had a, he had an amazing way of just sort of laughing off drama and keeping on going. Um, and yeah, really sort of fun. There was a real fun sense to his to his catwalk, to his fashion as well. And if you ch- look, I reckon if you check out the Too Funky cl- film clip, that really sums up his character. It's got a mm. bit of humor, l- very sexy and and unforgettable, you know. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So Valet Fantastic. So the next stick in your dick in the till, who's Yeah. <laughs> who's back stuck to, their uh, dick in the till? Back to more mundane matters of sticking your dick in the till. Yeah. Who's first? Who's first up? So well, we've done Paula, so we've got firstborn. Yeah, right. So they were a big power couple in the 80s, and we all forget both both um, parties in the couple. Both with the triple barrel names. I'm speaking, of course, of Sarah Jessica Parker and Robert Downey Jr. They met while filming a film called Firstborn in 1984. Um, Sarah Jessica actually had a, a like a, a slightly bigger role than than um, RDJ. They're both very young. This uh, Firstborn starred. Terry Gar, you would know Terry Gar from Tootsie. She plays the girlfriend in Tootsie. She was in oh, let me think. I think she was in Close Encounters of the Third Third Kind, um, and heaps of films. You, like, look up Terry Gar, you'll know her straight away. She was, you know, huge in the seventies and eighties, and she played the mum. I believe Sarah Jessica sort of had a you know smaller role, but they met on that. Sarah Jessica and Robert Downey Jr. I'm not sure if they worked again after that, but after this point, 
Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s star really took off. His career really took off. And he was becoming a leading man very quickly because he was brilliant. And his dad was a filmmaker and he knew the business, you know. Um, and they were together for years and years and years. They were real. They were like a young power couple. Um, not like the King and Queen of Hollywood or anything like that. They were just sort of like they were going places. Everybody knew they were very talented and um, they would be at every film premiere and every party and always sort of in the magazines and photographed and everything. And um, they really loved each other. She really he, – he had a lot of problems with uh, addiction and she really stuck by him through all of that period. But, you know, she wasn't into that. She wasn't sort of a partier in that sense, you know. she. Uh, do you know much about Sarah Jes- Jessica Parker? Uh, I do do, I do, I do. Mm. Let's just play the Firstborn uh, theatre. The, yeah, yeah you the know, trailer? The movie. Yeah, the trailer. That's the word. Here we go. Life was good to Jake. When did you get so big and good looking? Oh, Mom, one sec. We just have to put on our clothes. Which one we should have wear with this dress? These or these? Who are you going out with? Just some friends. Then he arrived. Hi. I'm Sam. Sam's going to be staying here for a while. You mean he's moving in? You know, you wouldn't like anybody that you brought home. Let me be happy. Do you mind? He's a deadbeat. He's a loser. Next time you pass judgment on me, say it to my face. What did you see? Are you blind? I am your mother. You don't talk to me that way. You can act like it. Mother's crying right now because you're screwing up. She still cares about us. No. No, she doesn't. Hey, shove it! No, you shove it! Don't ever touch me and my brother again. What do you want me to do? There's your mother. You want me to hurt your mother? I will. I swear to God, I'll do it. Get him out. I can't. I can't do this. Wow, have you seen it? I I do remember. I've saw I saw it years ago. Yeah, I saw it sort of not when it came out in '84, but sort of much later on video. Uh, but on video, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. I remember it. And I I remember the trailer as well. And I love watching old '80s film trailers, especially the first half of the '80s, because they're so fucking lo-fi. You know, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're just yeah. um, they're, they're just they're they're quite weird, but really endearing. I love listening to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, something funny happened to me today, uh, which based around Sarah Jessica Parker. Ah. Have you seen the new series, the new episode of um, Just Like That, oh, the latest one? Did we get through the last episode of uh, um, what's it called? Just like that, and just like that, Mick. Did we get through it? Yeah, Miranda's now a big lesbian. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So did we you did. happen to see – I was watching Studio 10 today and I'm Twittering the shit out of them because they did a story on it and they're like, oh, you know, when Charlotte went down on Harry, you saw his dick. And I didn't see that. I did not see a dick in that show and Harry's dick. I'll tell you what, I'll be going back to have a look. Mate, it's fucking there. Because I was like, you guys fucking haven't watched this. It's full frontal. There was a full frontal with the flatmate's 
boyfriend. Did you see, did you see um, when she tried to go down on the husband, did you see his dick? Oh, Mickey said it was massive. It's massive because that's the whole <laughs> joke. Right? I'll be going back now. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I missed it too. I must have dickovitis because I, I'm, I just did not see it. Well, I'll be pausing that moment. And then you see, um, you know, um, what's her name? Carrie fucking goes downstairs, the the new sexy young neighbour, and yeah. she's got the boyfriend and the towel falls down. He answers the door yeah, in the towel. that old falls trick. Down. You, you see his dick? You, you certainly do. do. That wasn't yeah. very impressive though. That no, one. but beautiful looking dude. Yeah, yeah, beautiful looking dude, but yeah, a bit fucking cocktail sausage for me, that one. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Cocktail yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah. Little, Little boys. boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So t- Sarah Jessica Parker, look, I've watched her since she did Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Um, she was in Dirty – no, she wasn't in Dirty Dancing. She was in that fucking stupid movie we hate, Footloose. Oh, and yeah, I've never she was really too. sat there and watched that. So I was aware of Sarah way before Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Downey Jr. I sort of started to see a bit more of him in the 90s, but I totally get how the both of them would have worked together because they were quite big workers, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He what did he do? What did he like I'm trying to think of like films that he did in the 80s. Um like I think he I think he, there was a lot of Oscar buzz. He may have even won an Oscar for uh playing Charlie Chapman. Um he got a lot of acclaim for that. I can't remember if he, he was, was very nominated. good at that. Yeah. Yeah. But he was he, he was like um he was in Weird Science. He was like the bully in Weird Science. Um, he was considered for um, the character of Ducky in Pretty in Pink but didn't get it. Um, yep. But he was like very much part of the Brat Pack. And there yeah, was another like, dick in the till in Pretty in Pink as well with Molly Ringwell and the little red-headed kid. There was Michael, um, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, him. The little they were of, getting it on. In in um, For a while. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, mm. she uh, the two little redheads. Yeah. Yeah, that always now, works. It wasn't until look he was in he was in heaps of stuff. Uh, he was in uh, Air America. He was in Chances Are with Sybil Shepherd. He was in Air America with Mel Gibson. Soap Dish in ninety one. And in what 92- was the druggy one though? Oh, the druggy I th- film. I th- I think it was. Um, I, I I just think it was all the parties that he went to. No, no, no. What was the movie he did where it was about drugs and it had the other chick in it from um, – oh, that's the one I noticed him in. Oh, fuck. I um, can't remember. In the night. I think it was the night – Less Than Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Written by no, it was Brett Easton Ellis. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was 87. That's where I first sort of saw him, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. imagine that he – getting involved with all the drugs and stuff, that wouldn't have been – great for Sarah because she's such a planner of the future. Like, you know, she goes out and does shit and so does he but at that age he may have just wanted to float around and and do drugs, you know. She seems very sensible. Like she seems – She's very um, sensible. And and she really looked after him. She was really quite patient. Um, but look, he kept going for years and years and years. It was like well into the 90s that he sort of, <clears throat> I guess, woke up to himself and it was sort of getting to a stage where – Oh, he was having car accidents and was like all fucked up behind the wheel. And mm. <laughs> there was I one. I couldn't go I, out with that. 
Nah, God, no. Not every time he goes out, you don't know if he's going to come home. Fucking yeah. hell. You know, you don't know what he's done and whatever. But he, he um, there was one, I mean, you shouldn't laugh, but if you don't laugh, you cry. There, there was like one story where, um, oh, yeah, as I was saying, I mean, he got an Academy Award nomination for uh, playing Charlie Chaplin. He only just lost out to Al Pacino for Scent of, of, of a Woman. Uh, but he was very close, yeah? So everyone loved him. Everyone fucking loved him. Anyway, he went to some party, was drugged off his dial, <laughs> fucking drove home. I think he I think he may have crashed the car into a tree but then thought he was home anyway, got out of the car, went inside, went into one of the b- bedrooms, crawled into the bed and went to sleep. Oh, I made it home, thank God. Wow. It was... It was the bedroom of like it was wasn't even his house. It was like <laughs> the bedroom of the like this little girl, and like he had when he crawled into bed, he woke her up. He just fell asleep. She oh, fucking shit. like ran out to the parents, mum, dad. There's a man in my bed. The dad yeah. like fucking runs in with a gun. It's gonna kill this guy. Then recognizes that it's Robert Downey Jr. and my just lets God. him sleep there. Just lets oh, him sleep wow. there and sleeps it off. And in the morning, they make him breakfast and you know, wow, that's help so him with good. his car. <laughs> yeah, don't I wish scare my could... little girl again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just don't. If you must stop over, stay in my son's bed, you know. Yeah, just, that's right. Yeah, she gets a bit scared, that's all, yeah. Have you ever ended up in someone else's house knowing <laughs> that you're at the wrong – a lot of my friends have done that. I've crashed a lot of parties. It was like uh, – we used to crash a lot of parties at uni because um, like you didn't have – you may not have had alcohol but you wanted to party, Yeah. Um, so you just rock up to somebody somebody else's party and, um, you know, oh, hey, who are you? Oh, I'm a friend of Graham's and like all of that shit, you know, and um, you just be funny and nobody cares. I don't know. No. No? Yeah. So, yeah, look, yeah, sort of found myself in some weird places and woken up in some Maddie's weird places done it. for sure. Maddie's, yeah. Maddie's been in different situations. But my mate Billy who used to live on the unit, of the side of me in South Yarra, he would get so fucked up on alcohol that he would leave his keys and his credit card at some chick's house and he's probably banged her and then woken up and rung me and gone, I don't know where the fuck I am, I don't know who the fuck she is. She's got my credit card and my keys and I'm like, Billy, where the go, walk out the fucking house and find a street. He was <laughs> always doing that. And I don't drive, so I'm the worst person you can fucking ring because I'll be getting an Uber there, you know what I mean? <laughs> and there weren't Ubers in these days, so it was yeah. like, dude, you're going to have to get. But he was always so, this would be after DV8 or, you know, we used to go to a, a club in the 90s called Subculture. Fuck, and awesome. It was just fucking gothic and, you know, like fucking bloody a movie from the 80s or the 90s and then he'd come home. He just couldn't get home properly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. wondering if you even stuck it in because how the fuck do you do it if you're that smashed? <laughs> you know? Ah, oh, fuck it, Al. So what's our third stick in the dick in the till? We well, all love dicks. 
there's a bit of a segue here because Sarah Jessica, she, after splitting up with Robert Downey Jr., she had had enough of him. She had a slight little affair with a JFK Jr. But who didn't, Ooh. mate? That's I know, somebody that's that, right. That's somebody that got around. God love him. God, oh, wasn't he? What a beautiful a man. Yeah, he um, shared it around. Yeah, Madonna, everyone, you know, even stuck it in Madonna. Jesus. Sticking it in the till. That's the it. American till. Now Madonna. then, um, after JFK Jr., uh, Sarah actually married Matthew Broderick. I believe they're still together. Oh, God, That's one yeah. of the – yeah, yeah. They married stories in, of the world. Yeah, they married in 97, still fucking together, and they live in uh, – they still live in the Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Village in New York together. Um, so this – yeah, yeah. Yeah. This truck you gave couple. me mm-hmm. – this truck you gave me, yeah. Dream Academy, do you want to play that? I'm hoping oh, yeah. you we'll, gave me the we'll, right one. We'll play it and then you'll know where I'm going with Matthew Broderick. Go for it, Sammy. Good times for a change Seems the luck I've had Can make a good man turn back so please, please, please Let me, let me, let me Let me get what I want this time Does that remind you of a Matthew Broderick film perhaps? Maybe three school kids wagging school and in an art gallery? No? Yes? I fucking hate that band. I know you do, I was about to say. (laughs) That's kind of why I put it in. (laughs) I was when you told me to put this in, I'm like, surely this is a mistake. Surely. I could hear the groan from Williamstown here. I could hear it across Ah, town from your place. (laughs) Yeah, like that. Oh, you know, and I know people love. (laughs) Like, oh, fuck. And it was number one for years. Yeah. It seemed like years. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, did they even have another single? But this is where they made the money. On it soundtracks. They, they, had two, they had two tracks on this soundtrack. So that song is called Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want. Um, and I think Morrissey, I don't know if Morrissey wrote it first and this was a cover or other way around. But Morrissey, do a, Morrissey does a great uh, version of this as well. It but, sounds um, Morrissey to me. Yeah, yeah. Very cold England and a bit. And a bit um, sooky, you know. Um, and bit COVID sooky. <laughs> they had another track on this uh, soundtrack called The Edge of Forever, uh, which is a cool track as well. And look, I love all three. I do <laughs> I do like Dream Academy. Um, but, yeah, this would remind you of the moment in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when they're all standing in the – like looking at the sort of beautiful pieces in the art gallery and um, – uh, and 
they're looking sort of right in at the paint and it's a really poignant moment. Like these kids, you know, they're having a, a sort of superficially fun day but they're able to look deep as well. I love – I it. I understood that as a young kid, you know, like I, I loved it. Great film. Um, so Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey had a fling. They kept it very quiet, very, very fucking quiet. Nobody knew about it, in fact, yeah. Everybody remarked wow, on what like, I wouldn't have, no. Nah, nah. Everybody remarked on how incredible their chemistry was in the film. It really was. They they had a really incredible sort of playful chemistry and and uh yes, that sort of carried off screen into the trailer. Are you with me? So um Love Jennifer Grey. She had filmed – she had just filmed Dirty Dancing and it was just about to be released. Keep in mind that nobody knew about her and Matthew Broderick. They were in Ireland and had an awful car accident oh. and the couple in the other car actually were killed in the car accident. And um, that's how everyone found out because it was like Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey were together. They were in this – fucking fatal car accident, you know, it was awful all throughout the papers. That's how everyone found out they were together. It was like a bit of a scandal and it was really quite sad because only a couple of weeks later, uh, Dirty Dirty Dancing got released and she actually got really bad uh, survivor's guilt. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Because she was like the toast of the town, yet these people had died. You know, she she felt really, really bad. And she sort of stepped away from Hollywood. She was the hugest thing. She was funny. Um, she had a beauty about her, but she had – she was strong. You know what I mean? She was just like a normal girl. That That's why chicks liked her, you know? Um, but she, it, it sort of wrecked her, that, that, that car accident. It sort of fucked her up. So she sort of wanted to step away a bit, little bit. And in the meantime, she went and got a fucking nose job and looked completely yes. different. She did. They looked look like two different women. Completely different, yeah. Two different women. Yeah, it was too far. She was unrecognisable. And it's so funny because, you know, you're talking about like, millimetres, like millimetres off someone's nose, it completely changed her look. And um, she actually is quoted as saying, I walked into that doctor's surgery a star and came out a nobody. Wow. That's true. It's true. She fucked her career. Yeah. Shit. So this was 87. This was in 87. So, yeah, there you go. Very interesting. I, I mean, why- sort of. I wonder why they kept their – why he didn't tell everyone he was sticking a dick in his till, in her till. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. She's she's obviously very sensitive. Well, um, she's Jewish. Maybe he wasn't Jewish. Who knows? He's, he's got a – he seems Jewish, doesn't he? Mm. You know, he, he seems very Jewish. He, he might be. I'm not sure. No. See the Jews. I see her, <laughs> but I'm I just. Mean, Sarah he Jessica looks more Parker is American, sort of Catholic. I don't yeah. know. I might be wrong. But see, he's he's. Um, I think he is, babe, because um, Sarah Jessica Parker is. Her dad's Jewish. Yeah, but in those times in the eighties, you could not go near 
a Jewish person if you weren't Jewish. It was huge. Yeah. Because you were written out of the will. The parents didn't want, you know, yeah. people with it. So I don't know. I, I mother, might be wrong. His mother was um, a descendant of Jewish immigrants from Germany and Poland. But his dad okay. was uh, um, Irish and English descent. So, yeah. Like SJP. Has has sort of um, Jewish background, but not Jewish per se. Yeah, well, it goes through the mother line, so that would be right. all right if he had his mother that was um, ah. Jewish. You know, that would be all right. But yeah, yeah, it was a funny time because I remember being—I was in a Jewish reception band for many years, and I lived with uh, Jewish people, and we had a lot of fights with yeah. my flatmate and he, her boyfriend, and. The parents would always pick on the boyfriend and never wanted it to happen. It was really full on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no. Things have shifted a bit from now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't see those two staying together. How long were they together for? Only a couple of years. Yeah, Only right. That's years, still yeah. pretty good though for Hollywood. Mm, yeah. She was friends with Madonna around this time as well. Can you remember them hanging out? Oh, I thought it was more 90s. It was, oh. bef- it was, was she before in the, sex the book? nose job. No. Oh, wow. No. She must have had something about her then. Yeah, I think just funny. And, uh, and, and, yeah, Madonna was circulating in that sort of, in that sort of, mid to late 80s time, Madonna was circulating with a lot of actors because she was really trying to sort of uh, break into yeah. Hollywood, you know? And yeah. then she married Sean. That's right. That'll be coming up later as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, this is good. So we've got um, – have you finished with that one? Do you think we I know have. enough? It's done. Yep. All right. Well, this one makes me a bit sad, this track, so let's play it anyway. Awesome. Uh-oh. Here she comes. She got the gold hot pants on again. track by the way too it is it was recorded in 92 but a portion of it must have been recorded in the 80s and we'll get back to that in a moment we're talking this couple is none other than prince and kim basinger so how this transpired uh, tim burton was directing batman the very first actor that he got on board was jack nicholson to play the joker as Jack you do. Was then, yeah, Jack was then used as like a the draw card to get more money, to get other actors on board. And Jack was quite happy in those days to sort of be an advocate for the films that he was on because he wanted them to be a massive success. 
And this would actually, you know, make him a multi-multi-millionaire. The deal that Jack Nicholson got in Batman was huge and, like, never to be repeated. You know, he, he could sort of retire time and time over and over again just from the money that he made from Batman. It's incredible. Anyway, um, Tim Burton wanted Prince to do the soundtrack. So he sent Jack Nicholson to Minneapolis. <laughs> he sent Jack Nicholson to Minneapolis to Prince's house and um, to, to ask him to uh, do, the, do the soundtrack. And turns out, yeah, fucking, you know, you got Jack Nicholson just <laughs> turning up to your house. Turns out Prince used to watch Batman when he was a kid and, like, was into it straight away. They probably, you know, were... were enamoured with each other as well, Jack and, and Prince. Prince jumped on board and, as usual, like really dove right into it, yeah? He ended up coming and hanging out on set and ended up, ended up having a love affair with Kim Basinger, the lead actress who played Vicky Vale. Um, she fell head over heels in love with him. She actually moved from Hollywood to Minneapolis as well. Like she sort of – she sort of um, – Put a, not her career on hold, but she, you know she was moving her base to to be with Prince. She really wanted it to work. Um, she she used to talk about it years afterwards in interviews, saying it was like the ro- most romantic time of her life. Like it was just the most trippy, incredible time. They really loved each other. Um, and the reason why we're using that song, Peach. The little gasps, the, the little sort of female moans that you can hear, it's like a little sample all the way through, is apparently Kim Basinger climaxing. How's that? It's very short climax. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. Bit like he the fucking of, Australian he, Open, mate. He edited out the fuck. Uh, you know? It was like. Perfect. Uh, uh, Oh, <laughs> it's like the Australian Open's been giving me the shits because I go and turn it over and there's balls and fucking. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, and, Ash Barty's uh, on right now. She's doing very good. Oh, good. Oh, so you're watching yeah. that and doing this, are you? No, oh, that's Mick awesome. is watching it. Sick on the couch. I'm just oh, watching him. Sicky, you know? sicky, yeah, Micka. Yeah. Um. Sicko. Now this, I lived this song because, uh, it was produced by an Australian producer called ah. Mark Forrester, mm. and he was killed three years later. He died oh, on the 19th of November 1995. Serious? Now, Tony Coper, a friend of mine who actually manages John Stevens, I was in a band with him at the time. It was Claude Carranza as well. And he, I think the story goes, oh, look, it's a long time ago, his car or he was hit by a tram in Chapel Street. The cha- the tram went Fuck. over the car and then Channel 10 showed this guy, Mark Forrester, um, sl- like over the car, like dead over the car. Like it was oh, just so kidding. bad because Channel 10 will show anything and Coots was just absolutely beside himself because Mark had worked with uh, Kate Sobrano. She'd worked with – he'd worked with Jenny Morris and – and decent obsession, all these acts, and we all kind of knew him as a local. 
and he got killed. But he went over to do Peach and Prince used to ring him at two in the morning and get him to – because Tony would talk to him a lot – would get him to put a whole outfit on to come down to the studio at three in the morning. He had to live at Paisley Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, And then two years later after he's done Peach – he gets killed and it was the most horrific thing. Oh, my because God. Because I was a big know. Prince fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, what? And Ozzy went and worked with Prince and he got changed at Paisley Park and, oh, yeah, he was like just about to take off this guy. Oh, no. Internationally and it and just makes me sad. gets run over by a sad. fucking tram. Yeah, yeah. I've near, always near hated the Astor. them. Yeah, near the Astor. Well, if they can't stop in time, they can run on you run you over, you know what I mean? Jesus. And the old ones used to be really fucking heavy as well. Yeah, well, that's right. Oh, You're talking Jesus. 1995 here. Yeah. So God rest his soul. But I just remember the whole industry being really sad about it. Oh, Jesus. And Out I'm the front not of a the huge. Aster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Peach, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking um, I... it's just. Doesn't rock my boat. Like if it's you had a, given me Peach, I'd be pretty upset to produce. Yeah, right, right. It's 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 old school rock and roll. Like it's not sort of reinventing the wheel, is it? It's it's like an old no, school. No, it's blues. Yeah, that's right. Like, or something. Yeah, like a blues rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that just makes me sad because I remember that time, and I remember everyone really upset about it. Oh. Uh, and I just she like he did she did he did um young boys are my weakness Kate Sobrano. Yep. Of her album. Um, and Peter Andre, stuff like that, past to present. Yeah. You know, yep. which yep. is whatever. Whatever was out in the 90s, you know, because this is, I think this is 1990 from memory. Uh, yeah, 92, 93, sort of uh, uh, recorded in 92, released in 93. Yeah, with the hits album, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so um, I look at, because I thought that. The what's her name? Kim Basinger did some stuff on the the album as well with her moaning. She could have. She could have. I I um I know that. Oh look! Apparently Prince recorded with her for her like yeah. two albums worth of like two separate albums. Did one. Wow. And they they kind of sat on it and the moment passed. You know what Prince is like? It's like if if it doesn't go out, he's still making music. And he wants to release the music that he's making right then, right away. That was, I guess, Prince's sort of undoing was that very thing, you know. Um, not that he was ever undone. He was a fucking legend right up until the end. But, yeah, he did He did one album for Kim Basinger, like a love project with her. Didn't release it. Did a second one. Didn't release that. And, yeah, no one's ever heard from them again. They're, they're probably in the vault, you know. Yeah, well, he probably thought she was a bit better than what she was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's sexy, but I can't see her being a music artist, you know. But that's what no. happens when you fall in love. You think people are better than they are, mate. Yeah, that's right. And look, he probably brought the best out of in her. You know what I mean? He, she, she probably oh. felt so amazing around him, like she could do anything. Um, and and yeah, he would have. He would. He was very encouraging. Very encouraging of like all all the relationships that he had, you know. Yeah, right. Mm. I I don't remember much about. I thought that was just a one off thing, a fling with um, Kim Basinger. I didn't realize they had such a hardcore relationship. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, she would, fucked him off. They were very 
private about it. Very private. Wow. There was there was there's really only one photo of them together. There's there's this one. It, it's quite sad actually, and I think it's in Hollywood. And I think it was the main reason why she moved to Minneapolis was because um, he didn't. You know, he didn't deal with. He was like one of the biggest stars in the world. He didn't deal with paparazzi in Minneapolis. Um, it was just he was sort of protected. Everyone, he could, he could sort of, to a certain extent, just go to the shops and get left alone, you know. Um, but yeah, he'd come to Hollywood and get sort of fucking followed and chased and everything. And there's this one photo of them in a restaurant trying to eat their fucking food. And fuck, do they both look pissed off? Because like, it's like the flash has like gone and they're all washed out and Prince is just looking at the photographer like this death stare, like fuck off you prick. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's quite sad. It's what well, it's what happens to you when you when you're famous. You just can't live a normal life anymore. Can't can't even put a fucking spoonful of food in your mouth. You know. Yeah. Well, Prince loved movies. Like that was his thing. He did besides music was watch a shitload of movies. Yeah. So it would have been really exciting for him to go out with a movie star. You know. Yeah. That would have been yeah. a big thing. Um. But yeah, I really didn't look much. I just didn't think they matched that well. I wasn't. No, really it, it, it was a strange coupling. It was a strange coupling. Considering that, sort of after that, she would start going out with Alec Baldwin, who very different to Prince. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, very different. Absolutely. So we got a commercial. Lovely. Let's this do is it. a ripper. I'm not even going to say anything. It's fucking great. Hang on. Great album, this, isn't it? Yeah, great album. What time's your last train? Oh, no. I've missed it. Well, you could always stay here. Well, it's no trouble. I could stay on the couch. Well, you could. Right, not. Well, that's settled then. Mates are a new range of condoms. Like other condoms, they're reliable, but they're cheaper. They'll help prevent pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases, but only if you're not embarrassed about using them. I've been waiting for this moment for ages. Funny. I was just thinking the same thing. Mates, you make love, they make sense. Mate, if she, if I was banging them and they started that record, it would be fucking over. I'd There'd go no soft route. if I was the dude. I'd lose I my would, heart on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One more night. Fuck that shit. I would be like, what's this? Like you don't, yeah. if, you're, if you're having a route, you don't put that on. Oh, Well, I think people, the music they listen to, Says a lot about their sex life. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think Phil Collins, unless it's the fucking spooky track that everyone loves, <laughs> it would be fucking boring. You know what yeah, I mean? absolutely. Like I'd be like, you like Phil Collins, I'm not even going to fucking unbutton my – I'm not even going to let you stick your dick in the till because I fucking – no, not working. <laughs> He'd just sort of be like, you know, sticking his pinky in and that would be it. You'd be like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even be the right hole, you can imagine. 
condoms, eh? That was a cute eh? commercial. Condoms. What happened to them? Do we still wear them? Yeah, no one, no one uses condoms anymore. It's a bit of a worry. I, yeah, it is a bit of a worry. I always wore them for pregnancy. I didn't yeah. give a fuck about AIDS, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but pregnancy was a big issue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys didn't like wearing them and they were like, you know, do we have to do it? It's like, yeah, you do, stupid, because if I have a baby with you, it's going to be fucking stupid. <laughs> right? Uh, You're not here for your fucking brains. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, pillow talk. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so fuck. mates condoms, I don't even know if they're around anymore. But no. they'd be your mate. God, I haven't bought condoms for ages. No, well we're in relationship, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. But you want to hope your fucking child in the future would wear one, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. They, they, I mean the Really? Sort of, yeah, no, like the the sort of teenagers what are you doing? What's wrong, Maggie? Huh? Yeah, Maggie's Maggie's coming sort of – she's been sleeping. She's sort of coming out of uh, dormancy. She's about to come out with her fucking cone on her head. Sorry about that. Went Poor off on a tangent. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So we're going to um, finish off with a couple of cereal till dick stickers, aren't we? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now these ones are very exciting. Now these aren't so much – Couples, they're multiple couples, and <laughs> they're both they're cases. Yeah, both cases where sort of the same actor has stuck their proverbial dick in the till over and over again. Uh, and the first one I'd like to look at doesn't even have a dick. It's Winona Ryder. No, Winona Ryder was a very sexy young thing. In the in the she late eighties, she was she young. She didn't have mate. a dick, but she surely loved it. She could she could get a dick quite easily, you know. Very first, very, and this one was this one was actually controversial. You'll see why. The very first one was with Rob Lowe in a film called Square Dance, which came out in eighty seven. She was sixteen. He oh. was twenty three. Now he used to <laughs> fucking he you know. Obvious what he liked. He got in trouble for that, remember? Don't remember that. I don't really like her. I can't even pronounce her name. I call her Wyona Ryder. Wyona, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, she was – she's very different And the different worst thing is now. she fucking looks like me. Oh, yeah, she does too, yeah. And she's looking yeah. at pizza look, like the pizza look. Manny goes, fuck, <laughs> that's you. you know? <laughs> Here I am eating a pizza. yeah. She um she's very different now to when she was young. She was very she was very sort of demure, very cool when she was young. She's not like that now. She's got like a she's a bit neurotic now, you know? It's almost like sort of flip. Flip to what you, what you would expect. But look, yeah, she was with Rob Lowe when she was 16. Uh, he was 23. He got in big trouble, remember, because um, there was a sex tape released of him and I think two girls and one of them was underage, remember? And he claimed that he didn't know but she was too young. Yes, the 80s. I hate huh? to say this but if it was Rob Lowe, you could fuck me anyway. He's hot. <laughs> 
And he was right? he was incredibly hot in in that time. Incredibly as well. hot. Yeah. And yeah. if you were sixteen, everyone oh. knows when they were sixteen. You wanted to fuck Horny something. Horny as anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially Rob you Lowe. You were fucking. Oh. Could Jesus Christ. Stuck it in anywhere. Anyway. Absolutely. Next one, very soon after that, in 88, she had a quick little fling with Christian Slater when she did Heathers. Remember Heathers? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you want to hear some music from it? I fucking do. All right. There you go. Now, if you know Heather's, you definitely know that little ditty. Sorry. There you go. I'll <laughs> stop it for you. <laughs> Amazing soundtrack from Heather's by David Newman. That one's called Strip Croquet. Remember they used to play croquet? The girls used to play croquet, the Heather's? Can I just say, when it got to 1990, I didn't watch shit. Like, this is 1990 and it wouldn't have interested me. It's too This was girly. 88, babe. No, nah, Heather's is 1990. That's a big mm. 90s one, isn't it? I, I thought it was 90s. Huh? Yeah, I, I think this was 88. I'll double check on that. But look, she had uh, – Christian Slater was seeing one of the other girls, so he was sort of, you know, sticking his dick in the till with one of the other cast because it had sort of um, four young girls. It had the three Heathers. One of them was Shannon Doherty, remember? Um, not in 89. Oh, yeah, it was 89. You're right, babe. Yeah, yep. 89. Um and, yeah, Shannon Doherty was one of the chicks. Uh, so Shannon Doherty was like a bit, uh, like a film star before she went and did 90210. That was, that was the big thing. So, like, oh, you know, yeah. 90210, she, she was in fucking everything. everything. Yeah. Girls just yeah. want to have fun. That's where I yes. first saw it. So no wonder she had, like, an attitude coming, you know, coming from films to TV and everyone thought she was a bitch because, like, they had never really done anything and she was fucking like a seasoned... Season action yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, Winona's incredibly cool in this. This was a big film for her. She narrates it all the way through as well. So she has a really, really big presence. Christian Slater is like doing his best Jack Nicholson as well. Like doing he's, – he's sort of like embodying like a Jack Nicholson sort of vibe. Um, and yeah, dealt with teen suicide, remember? A very controversial film. Yeah, look, everyone liked it and when people like it, I don't want to see it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like that with everything. The Simpsons, Sex and the City, same thing. Never watched it for two years because everyone fucking watched it. I just don't like doing that shit. Yeah. Singing Happy Birthday. I'm not going to sing Happy Birthday for everyone else's. I'm just – it's weird. I've always been a weird person. You say that this was – everyone watched it. This was actually a flop. Like it it kind of – no one – no one sort of like it wasn't a theatrical success. It had a it had a cult following, and it was sort of, I guess, years after that it like into the nineties and stuff that people really appreciated it. And they actually made a made a fucking musical out of it and everything. Like it's sort yeah, of yeah, that's right. It's stronger now than it was when it was released. Yeah. No one sort of got it, you know. Uh, it's like but, a teenage blue velvet. 
Yeah, you're right, actually. You're right, actually. It's got a really weird vibe. All right, so so good old Winona bounced from Christian Slater. It was only a fling, really. Um, straight to Johnny Depp. She met Johnny Depp Hot. at a film prom- premiere. Um, so it's not, it's not in that case sticking her dick in the till. She met him socially, you know, like at a film premiere. But she's obviously there's a pattern of kind of dating people that she's close to and like work, you know, in the same working environment. Um, yeah, met at a met at a fucking film premiere, and then they worked with each other. Um, they were together. They started dating straight away. Um, he wanted they to worked marry with it, each other in uh, Edward Scissorhands in 1990. Yeah. That was fucking huge. Yes. That was absolutely huge. They were like, they were like a young Bogey and Bacall. Like they were sort of like a teen Bogey and Bacall. You know what I mean? Um, like a big, like it was a big romance, big sort of hot romance. They were hot property. Just like Bogey and Bacall. That's right. Now, um, and that was Tim Burton as well. So maybe Tim Burton that's encouraging this kind of smut. But they got engaged. They got engaged when she was 18, remember? 18. Who the fuck would do that? He was 27. (laughs) He was 27. She was 18. Yeah. She was stunning. He was stunning. She did really get some hot cock. Good on her, too. Like, I'd rather her do that than fuck. Sorry, that was my alarm. I'd rather her men that she's fucked considering that J-Lo's fucked half the world oh, as well. Yeah. But I would rather be fucking bloody Wyona's boys. And like, you know, blokes from down the pub. She's obviously aimed high, you know. Good on her. Look, Good a lot of the her. time this kind of shit that you do with men and and is a, is a weight loss system. Like, because when you get dumped, you lose weight and then you get with another person, you put on weight, you get dumped again, you lose weight yeah. and it sort of helps you feel sexy again, you know. There's yeah, some yeah. – you've got to be really careful that you're not just fucking serial cocksucking so that yeah. you can keep beautiful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, look, she was really on the map. She, she had – she was very demure, very quiet. People didn't know – a lot about her private life. They only knew about her work, which is what you want, you know, and therefore, fuck, mate, the paps were after them as a couple. Kind of ruined it. Um, I think they busted up in about 93 or something like that. But he fucking loved her, loved her. And he remember he got tattooed on his arm, Winona Forever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she must have had a fucking magic pussy, that chick. Oh, it must have been lined with velvet. Must have been lined with coke as well. (laughs) But, um, yeah, used to say Winona Forever. When they busted up, he he famously changed it to Wino Forever. And he started going out with Kate Moss, I believe. I think it was Kate Moss. Could have been Vanessa Paradis. No, it was Kate Moss. Yeah. If my memory serves me correctly. But this is the 90s. So fucking we'll bounce off Winona. Good on you, Winona. You've got some good, you, girl. good quality bloody experiences <laughs> there. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and she's in Stranger I mean. Things, isn't she? So that's the latest thing she's doing. Yeah, that's right. And it's sort of like a like a return to the 80s. I wonder, I wonder who she's banging on that show. Probably fucking one of the cop. kids. 
Yeah. No. The kids. Don't say that. Even though the kids are like 23 now, aren't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, it's okay. I'll wait for yeah. you to get older. Yeah, when there's a bit of bloody grass on the pitch, I'll go oh, for it. Bless. Uh, now, our next cereal till dick sticker. You would never predict this. Mm. None other, none other than very hot property in the 80s, Tom Cruise. Tom oh, Cruise. Wow. Should Give we us play? A, yeah, go. Here we go. go. This is how you remember this cunt. That is exactly how we remember young Tom Cruise sliding into the lounge room in his tidy whities Yeah. Didn't Elf take this off as well? He did too, <laughs> yes. Very good. It reminds me of Elf very more than anything. Very good memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very good idea. I didn't even watch Elf idea. that much. <laughs> it was a great idea. That was idea. huge. Yeah, yeah, good. Such good a call. fucking weird. I mean, I've never really watched Risky Business. I'm not it's, a big Tom Cruise fan. It's actually good. It's actually good. I I am a fan of his acting. I'm a fan of his work. There was a period sort of we'll talk about in a moment um, where, oh, and I hate it when it happens to actors. They become bigger than their art. They become bigger than their work. Fuck, the moment that starts happening, happened with Russell Crowe as well. You know what I mean? Like the, the moment you know more about their personal life and fucking what they think about this and that and, and you really sort of can't remember the last time you saw them in a good film, forget about it. I don't want to fucking hear yeah, a word yeah. you got to say. You know what I mean? Totally. Mm. And that did happen with Tom Cruise for, for a couple of years. But I reckon he sort of – I reckon he got it back. He, he had he had a good sort of period um, recently, although I think he's – I think he may be unwell at the moment. Um, there was a photo of him taken at the baseball and he was almost unrecognisable. He was sort of – you know when if people are on sort of uh, really strong um, steroids, um, like, like medication, they blow yeah, up. Yeah. He looked yeah. like that. So I, yeah, wow. I hope he's well. That, that'd be terrible if he if he wasn't well. Um, but look, Tom Cruise, hot property. This came out in '83. The film was Risky Business. He had a fling with his co-star Rebecca De Mornay. She was she was older than him. She was older than the character was older than him in the film. Um, she was Rebecca De Mornay. 
incredible actress, you know. She's sort of it's quite underrated. She's got a bit of a like a fucking ice princess thing happening about her, you know. She was in remember she was in Hand That Rocks uh, Hand That Rocks the Cradle as well. She played a fucking psycho, remember? Can I re- can I tell you where I remember her the most? Yeah, yeah. Sarah Starship video. Sarah. In, in a Star Trek video. Sarah. Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. That's where Fuck. I really noticed her. Noticed her. Of course. As a kid, I went, "Oh, where is she from?" Of course. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Look, she's got a she's got an incredible presence. She's like you would not fuck with a Re- Rebecca De Mornay, but Tom Cruise did, and had like a bit of a fling with her. Was with her for a little while. Um, he. What I find incredible about this film is his smile. In the same year, earlier that year, now the film came out in, the film The Outsiders came out in 83. Risky Business didn't come in, come out till later that year. I reckon yeah. Outsiders, Outsiders must have been sort of shelved for a little while on, you know, in production because Tom Cruise's teeth in The Outsiders are like the Spice Girls. They're all different colours and they're all doing their own fucking thing, wow. you know? Wow. Wow. He's The teeth are fucked. Fucked. I remember his teeth. Yeah. Have a look in The Outsiders. They're fucking awful. And I love obviously The Outsiders. By, yeah, it's a great film. It's got all the young sort of... Um, you know Brett Hollywood, the yeah, yeah, they you know all the all the young legends, um, mm. but yeah, got the teeth fixed for risky business because his smile is beautiful, and I think the poster itself is just like um, Tom Sunny. in a pair of Ray Bans, remember, like Wayfarers mm. or something. He 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 looked good in in Sunnies. He looked great in Sunnies. So risky business eighty three. He would then meet Cher. Mm-hmm. In 85 at Madonna and Sean Penn's wedding. Funny shit. They met at Madonna and Sean Penn's wedding. Has me thinking that, you know, Cher and Madonna hated each other, but there you go. Um, Cher, uh, Cher, look, Cher was really hanging around lots of actors at that time. Madonna, Madonna was. was really, yeah, and Madonna, yeah. Madonna yeah. was as well, you know. Um, so it made sense, you know. They were all sort of, um, with, you know, hanging out with the actors. Cher had just split up with Val Kilmer. How fucking funny is that? She dodged a bullet there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although she says that the first time that she kissed Val Kilmer, uh-huh. she said it was like electricity going through her body. She said like her, her head nearly blew off. It was just the most incredible thing. How's that? He really? hadn't yet fucked him. Yeah, he hadn't yet fucked himself up on drugs by this stage. Um, but interesting that, like, she goes from Val Kilmer. She started going out with Tom after they met up with each other later that year. Um, I think it was the Reagans had a had an event at the White House to do with dyslexia. Both Cher and Tom are dys- dyslexic, and I am too. And and. Um, they were working on this um, sort of uh, dis, dis, <laughs> fucking here we go dyslexia campaign together, and they started dating from that. You would never put them together in your head. Tom Cruise and Cher, and she was wearing like the big fucking like spiky black mohawks and all of that kind of shit at the time. You know, she was really like really putting it out there with her looks. Yeah, look, I 
can't get my head around Sonny and Cher. So yeah, right, right. He's like, yeah. I'm not surprised. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I get she it. was always yeah. so gorgeous and mm. like went out with someone that worked at Tucker Bag. You know, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Like yeah, I yeah. never, I wasn't a yeah. big Sonny fan. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't surprise yeah. me, no. <laughs> Tucker Bag. <laughs> yeah, Tucker Bag oh, lover. Fuck. Now, um, they would split, but they remain friends. They're still friends now, Sharon, Sharon, uh, Tom Cruise. Very fond of each other. Uh, Nicole Kidman would be the next one, right? Well, she wouldn't be the next one because Tom would then marry Mimi Rogers in 87. He was with Mimi Rogers for a couple of years. They were actually married until 1990 when Tom met Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman split up with Marcus Graham. You would know Marcus Graham, Wheels from E Street, you know. She split up with Marcus Graham to be with Tom. And I know a lot about it from that stage. I also went out with one of Marcus Graham's exes. And I've been filled in with all the ins and outs. And apparently Nicole was um, quite quite brutal about it. She she literally sort of got a phone call from Tom um, basically saying, I love you, I, I want you to marry me, come to Hollywood, we'll be together in Hollywood, we'll, we'll rule Hollywood together. She was like, okay, yep, I'm, I'm coming. Put the phone down, turned to Marcus and broke it off with him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and that that is actually from the horse's mouth. So anyway, uh, look, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've only done that with agents. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, ring yeah. Ring me in have. ten minutes. Get rid of your old cunt and fucking ring me. All right, yeah. I'll be ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, hi. Yeah. See you later. We're not doing it in Yeah, yeah. You're fucking you hopeless. You ring back in seven. <laughs> yeah, if it's got to do with business, yeah, I ring back in like six and a half. If it's got to do with business, I'll fucking oh, yeah. break anything off. Relationships, yeah. I'll sit in them for fucking years. Go on. I'm the same, to be know. honest. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I've always I like been to think good I can make a. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Making it making a tough call for business. You know, it's um not easy for a lot of people, but I'll, I've always found it easy. Yeah, that so have I. I. I keep thinking about it, but I still do it, you know. Um, Nicole Kidman, Days of Thunder, of course, was the film. That was Days of Thunder was like the big follow-up to Top Gun because Tom was with sort of Mimi uh, Rogers during Top Gun um, and, you know, Days of Thunder was like – it was a huge hit, fucking, fucking uh, Top Gun. Days of Thunder was like meant to be the big sort of blockbuster follow-up because his his films just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but look, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, was it? Did you enjoy it? Does it he even fucking shag these women, or you know? Because I've heard that he's fucking. I can't every, say you know, too much. I've got some callboy information. Where there's yeah. a couple of these cunts that are fucking banging men, which is fine, nothing wrong Look, with it, but the way he negotiates a relationship with a career kind of says it all, doesn't it? Look, allegedly, 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 and as Tom is one of the biggest sort of litigators in Hollywood surrounding sort of his personal life and, and stuff, I'd probably just leave it at that, you know? You know what I'm saying? But... 
Yeah. I, it's Yeah. You know, a fun fact, not fun for Tom or the ex-wives, he's been married three times. Mimi Rogers, Nicole Kimmon and Katie Holmes, all three of them he divorced when they turned 33. Mm, God. What a fucking idiot. What the fuck's with that? Because he thinks he's Jesus. Yeah. And it's your Jesus year. Yeah. Jesus, Tom. <laughs> he's a big Scientologist, right? Yeah. So yeah. now it would be you would have to be into Scientology. Yeah. To get involved with Tom. Gotcha. Absolutely. So there you, know. you go. There you go. Wow. Now, he – look, he he would do this into the 90s as well. Um, he did it with um, uh, Penelope Cruz and Vanilla Sky. Had another sort of fling with one of his co-stars. And mm. um, I don't know – I don't think he worked with Katie Holmes – um, but I can. I used to. I used to live in the Macedon Ranges when Katie Holmes was filming. Don't be afraid of the dark, up there, and and they mm. had. Tom was friends with um, Jamie Packer and the Packers. Um, and That's this right. is sort of this is sort of I when wonder they, you know, why Packer's own crown and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I yes. remember. Tom and Katie had a whole entire floor of sweets given to them for the entirety of the shoot by mm-hmm. Packer. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, this ties into the callboy stuff I've heard about. Oh, with shit, the Packers. seriously? Yeah, 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 oh, but no. I'm not going to say anything. But I've got <laughs> friends in high places that, you know, yeah. organise mm. shit like this. Besides yeah. their fucking hair dryers and condoms, there's other shit they organise. Um, it's interesting because when you have to make such a fuss about every woman you go out with, there is something very wrong. Yeah, it's a sort of overcompensating, like really Like when he jumped on the couch on Oprah about Katie Holmes like a fucking monkey. He lost everybody. That was fucking ridiculous. He looked like an and, idiot. But it looks like it's his child. Siri looks like, yeah. is that her name? Looks like he's child. Yeah, Siri. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but you know, was it conceived? Who knows? Naturally, yeah. Who? We don't know. Who knows? But there you go. Wow. There you go. The That's another great show. And you know what? There are so many more, but we're up to like, you know, almost an hour and a half on yeah, the gossip. Right. Who rooted who? Yeah. Yeah. Who rooted who? Yeah. So there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. And I thank you so did. much for listening and downloading your dicks. Last episode, fucking downloading the dicks went berserk. That's right. If you've downloaded the first one, you've got to download the second, surely. That's right. That's Love exactly right. Love to all right. our listeners all around the world. Yes. Good on you. Absolutely. And our Get your Patreons. friends on board. Yeah, our Patreons, mm. our subscribers. Please like, share, rate, review. Give us five stars. Write a little comment in the comments comment section. Write us a little fuck you note if you want to. That would be lovely. Mm. I'd love yeah, that. look, we need that. That would be good. If you, if you guys write fuck you Sammy and Jay, <laughs> you can then give us five stars. I will yeah. laugh. I, I would laugh, laugh too. I would appreciate that. If or why I don't now you say saw, something like, suck my dick, download my dick, Sammy, and give us five stars and I'll come and download your dick for you. No one's going to say download my dick. Hey, Sammy, download my dicks. 
<laughs> Download my dick. Oh, fuck. fuck. If this alarm doesn't stop going off. <laughs> uh. Oh, I know Jesus. what it is. I know what it is. That's what it, the alarm is. Um, oh. No, well, that's right. They're loving dick. They love their cock. And I think it's awesome because it's just how we say it, really. It, yeah. In fact, the whole dick in the till thing comes from my friend Bill, a photographer, who did work with um, – Duran Duran and Yaz and worked with Molly in the UK. He went over there and just rang Molly and got all these jobs. And he used to say this about me because when we worked at the spot, he'd I'd come, I'd come into work because I worked as his assistant for a little while when I could fucking when he could put up when we could put up with each other, which was all we actually did. We actually yeah. really dug each other. And he'd go, "Did you get any dick?" And I'd go, yeah, DJ. And he goes, oh, the DJ stuck his dick in the till, has he? Oh, fuck <laughs> it. He's a dumb cunt. And uh, then I'd be like laughing going, oh, my God, he has. He has. Because we all know how huge that gig was in Brunswick. It lifted the real estate there, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The house prices went up. Oh, God. And that's where it all comes from. So he was he's probably listening to this going, well, I fucking wrote this episode, which he's right, you know. <laughs> it's true. Ah, uh, shit. Good on yous, guys. Love yous all. Love to our subscribers. Love to our patrons all around mm. the world. And if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. See you next week. <laughs>